I'm now I'm conflicted. Put oh, the headphones here, on. I'll pause my grapes. Okay, I'm back. I ate my grapes. <laughs> my God. And a hair by accident. Right. And then I plucked it out. And then I accidentally hated it again. I should have just kept recording because now you know <laughs> everything that happened. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Episode 245. We are here today. We are here for you. Oh, oh. Not real. I mean, not real. Well, we are. Yeah, I mean. I'm here for you, Sue. In spirit. Yes. Yeah, we are here for you. We have stuff. Mm -hmm. We have to get off our chest, as always. so much stuff. Did you, what, that documentary. Yeah, I watched a really interesting documentary. Um, I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Yes. I think you would really, you'd, it was, uh, one of those vice land uh, or vice like short documentaries. So it was only about half an hour long Yeah, and it was on, uh, are you familiar with the genre of music called K-pop? Yes. Okay. So Korean pop, big thing, huge industry. It is a 50 bill or sorry, $5 billion industry. Right. Really big. Huge. So there's a group out there called. EXP edition uh-huh. that is made up of Americans. Wait, that are doing K-pop? Yes. Okay. How do you feel about that? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so they are a few. I can't say they're all white guys because there there's a two of them who are, and some of them who are um, like one of them's half one of them's Croatian, and one of them's half German, half. Japanese, I think, but they were all basically from, born and raised like from America. But yes, look Asian. Are not no. really no, but have adopted all the style of this K-pop look and right. are trying to make it in that industry. Weird. Yes. So, do you think people who do not belong to that culture, like, does this feel like cultural appropriation to you? Oh my God. I mean, to me, that it's just that. We don't need to call it K-pop. But if it... So if K-pop has a very specific look, a yeah. very specific style, yeah. a very specific... Yeah, it's like It's a genre. It's like that's what they... That's what even these people use as their okay. argument is like one time rap, like we are Vanilla Ice. And at one point, Vanilla Ice was looked at as... Well, he's still... You know, yeah. So like... Or Eminem. I mean, now that's like accessible to people who are of. I was not just having just... this conversation though about Eminem. I think that that was different than Vanilla Ice because Dr. Dre Ushered was, him in, yeah, his, yeah. you know, mentor or assigned him or whatever. And so, who's the Korean who's saying you guys are well? Okay. Oh no! Guess what? Ew. This started as a thesis for a girl who a woman who is Korean. Okay. Who was right? Wanted to see if you could manufacture this and if it would work. So she did a Kickstarter. She's like their producer, oh their God. manager. Sven Yeah, she did a Kickstarter, raised $30,000, and she's an academic. She's like doing this as a project. And then the pro- it became so popular that she's like, let's see how far this can go. That's weird to me. Beca- well, K pop, though is manufactured yes. to begin with. Well, and that's their whole thing is like the people who are purists about this and people who really love it. Tell the audience if they don't know what how you would describe K-pop. Okay. Oh. I would describe it as like um in sync meets Disneyland. Mhm. So it's it almost kind of like a Mickey Mouse Club sort yeah. of style where they're very so how it works is if if in Korea they have training camps for this where they send if any child seems like they would be um 
I don't know, have skills in this area and like dancing, singing, you know, the whole full package. It's right. like dancing, singing, pa- acting. Fa- acting, fashion, the whole yeah. thing. They're very like well put together, all about having a per- perfect facade, you know, perfect look, whole thing. Right. They train for 10 years <laughs> at 12, and it's 12 hour days of, they call it idol training. And my God, then these K-pop bands are used at big events at the, like they're almost used in politics, like for, you know, either whether it's entertainment or, you know, they're kind of like toured around the country. That's insane. Yeah. And they, and then they're get put on television shows based on their popularity, but it's like, they kind of go through this system and there are a lot of these K-pop fans that are really upset because they've bypassed the system. But here's the interesting thing Mm. is that all the people who are criticizing them and who are like, I don't like this. I want my K-pop people to be Korean and this doesn't guess what they are. What? Not Korean either. Oh. So it's like white consumers who are like, I want my Korean, my K-pop to be Korean. There are a few people of color but still Americans who are not Korean and the Koreans are like, we're fine with this okay, because then they, get to they said there's nothing inherently Korean about K-pop. Okay. It's great. manifest. The reason why it came to be in the first place was because they weren't like their democracy. Everything was shut down. Like they, they were, I can't remember what it was that, but they lost all of these freedoms and they, all their culture was stripped away from them. Yeah. So with no culture, they started looking to different countries for influence, and they were really influenced by Westerners sure. and the creation of K-pop. Mm-hmm. So people from Korea are like, whatevs, they just suck. Like, they look at them like, you know, no. we're fine with it. You're so just th- shitty dancers and no. shitty... Yeah, and they said what the, the real problem that they have with, the Koreans have with it, is that if they have any problem with it all, they're like, yeah, you can do your thing. We don't really care. This isn't offensive. They don't see it as cultural appropriation. Okay, good, good. It's like white people see it as cultural appropriation. Okay. Isn't that weird? I am not surprised because the people that I see getting really mad about uh-huh. cultural appropriation on, like, beauty um, groups and stuff... Mm-hmm tend to be white folks. And so I always get confused. Like, wait, which is it? Yeah. Because I don't want to do the wrong thing. It's almost like there was a a white guy who just was this guy guy from the South who, and it it almost seemed like he fetishized it a little bit. Like, it was like, it's, it was strange, but, uh, well, so the, (laughs) the real problem with this group is is that they're not. Oh yeah. This is what I was going to say. Why aren't they great though? If she mm, got to pick who she wanted. Yeah. I mean, they're good, but there are little things that where you think about people who have been (laughs) in a training camp for fricking 10 years on how to be like perfect choreography because they're looking for everything to be perfectly in sync and they, um, Oh, now I get that like insane. Right. I mean, I got it before, but now it really makes sense. So just drive that name home. Um, uh, the thing that the Koreans had the biggest problem with, though, is that they sing in Korean. So, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes the pronunciation. So this group also does Korean? Yeah. Yes. The American group sings no, in Korean. They do not. They live there. They are oh learning God, the language. Awesome. They're like, if we do it, we're doing it all I right. I didn't know so any of this. So the little tiny differences in the pronunciation. Change the words. Make the soul go, uh, you're oh. like, mm, it's not really right. And they're kind of like giggling at them because of this. Oh, you have got you to have, it's very, It's very strange to watch these. And they almost look like plastic dolls. 
they're very manufactured, very like, uh, you know, but these guys have like given up everything and really believe in this. And it's like Come their on. dream. They and, really do. Yeah. Their dream that they just found I know. out about. Right, 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 right. Oh my God, so, Sarah. Yeah. American K-pop group. All right. I'll watch that. EXP edition even stands, stands for experiment edition. Okay, first I need to take a break because I want to talk about this super cool candle that we have in the office now. It's called Homesick, and I kind of am obsessed with this idea. So Homesick Candles, they have for every state in the country, tons of cities, and then they even have like holiday or like summer camp or different themes, and they create these scents that are designed to evoke that feeling of like wherever you're from or the place that you used to vacation or whatever, and you keep them around. And it's a really cool thing to have in your house or as a conversation starter at work or whatever, but they smell so good. And I think it's such a nice gift for like, if someone's going off to college, you can get them a homesick candle from like where they used to live and now they're going off to school. Or like I got one for Pennsylvania, I got one for Pittsburgh, and I ordered one for Sarah um, that I don't want to say where it's from because it'll be a surprise for the next time we talk about this. But they're really cool and they last a really long time, 60 to 80 hours. If you go to homesick.com to find every single one of the 50 United States candles plus Dozens of classic U.S. cities and popular countries of the world ship direct to you and your friends or family in just days. Right now, our listeners get free shipping plus $10 off when you buy two or more candles. Visit homesick.com and use our code BRAINCANDY. That's homesick.com and use our code BRAINCANDY. It's a great gift, but I actually think it's really cool for yourself too because so many of us have moved away from where we grew up or, you know, aren't around the thing that we long for, whether it's a vacation home or whatever. And so these candles are a great way to keep you in a good mood and to be a great reminder of the things you love. Okay, homesick.com, use code brain candy for a deal. Sarah and I just had our third fight before <laughs> we were on the air, by the way, because I um, I texted her like three weeks ago yeah. oh my God, and worst. told her the following... Stop whatever you're doing <laughs> and watch Hannah Gadsby's Nanette on Netflix, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And all of you people have already watched it mm -hmm. because it's swept the nation and the world. And Sarah has not watched it, forgot all about it. And instead was just watching documentaries on K-pop. Right, which I will watch because that sounds interesting. But <laughs> I don't you think, people... That if, if your best friend <laughs> oh, no. sends you a text that says, stop whatever you're doing, especially if they don't do that normally. That's true. You don't do that normally. I'm never going... The only other person you said that about was some other comedian, and it was phenomenal. I think it was Ali Wong. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so but you're this right. Is, you're usually this right. is different because it is a stand-up comedy special, but it is... So much more than that. Mm. And that's why this isn't just like, this is hilarious. Yeah. But Sarah promised that she, um, today we're recording on July 27th, that she's going to watch it tonight. I did. I pro And I set an alarm on my phone. So, so we'll see. Yes. Ask me on July 28th. 
I watched a troubling TED Talk. Uh oh. Uh oh. With um, Sue Klebold, who is Dylan Klebold's mom, who was the Col- one of the Columbine shooters. Oh, no. oh, oh. He was yeah one of the shooters. Shooters. Eric you, Harris. You and often Dylan don't hear that perspective. Right, and it was gut wrenching. Oh my god! Tell me. Well, so. I'm like for nervous for 17 some years afterwards, she, she was like in hiding essentially. Yeah, yeah. And um, then like a year ago or so, she wrote a book. And I guess that's when she did this TED Talk. Mm-hmm. And like the prophets went to, you know, gun violence prevention yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But it was really fascinating to hear her point of view because everyone says to her, you should have known. How did you not know? Mm-hmm. And... She really seemed like a normal, quote unquote, mm-hmm. involved, mm-hmm. affectionate, loving mom. And this, the quote unquote, like symptoms that she can even point to mm-hmm. sound like any other teenager, teenager, yeah. except that he had gotten in trouble twice, like, um, like with crime, like break in, he broke into a okay. van okay. that's beyond yeah. like normal yeah, moodiness yeah, yeah. or something. But like, other than that, mm. it was just like, he... Kind of like went in his room a lot, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Which is w- what teenager doesn't get like that. So it was really hmm, troubling to watch. that makes me wonder if, I mean, I really want to know more, like what her childhood was like, or oh. maybe the behavior that she saw from her child had been normalized by other people in her family. So she didn't, it didn't appear as peculiar behavior. Whenever I watched an interview that she did with Diane Sawyer and Diane was like, didn't you think it was weird that he wanted to wear a trench coat to school? Like that's unusual. Mm -hmm. And the mom was like, no, because I wore weird stuff. I was an art major and I like to wear clothes that not a lot of people like. So like that was not a red flag to her. And I get that. I mean, come on. I kids wear weird stuff sometimes when you're like seeking out an identity. Who am I? And you like think you're going to be all different and whatever. Yeah. That? When you wore ties, for goodness sakes. Right. So. My mom should have been calling <laughs> whoever, like, to report a crime, the fashion police. <laughs> um, but, like, it makes you kind of disturbed as a parent because mm. you think, well, you know, mm-hmm. how do you prevent mm-hmm. this? But she does say, like, that if she had really pushed him, like, what is wrong, what is wrong, what is wrong, maybe yeah. it would have made a difference. But she just let it go yeah. when he'd be like, I'm just tired or... Whatever. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. That's I mean, almost even all more these terrifying years, to like, you know, that's what I felt like. It yeah, wasn't like, it's not, that doesn't leave you feeling like, okay. It leaves you feeling like, Oh God, it could be anybody. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the Ted Bundy kind of. Right. Deal. And that's what is also hard is that she lost her son that day. Oh. It wasn't like he's just a murderer. He's, it was a murder suicide. Yeah. So then she had two different kinds of grief really. Oh, that she had to, I don't know how you would recover from that. Right. I mean... To pick up... Were there any other children? Did she have any other kids? Yeah, she has one other son. And she was... Afterwards or... An older Older. son. And she was like, I was more worried about him. Like, I thought he was doing drugs and... Oh, my God. You know, because they were a wealthy... This was a wealthy... Columbine's an affluent community. And, you know, you just think... Everything's sort of like under control, and like the yeah. she th- she's like when he broke into the van, I thought that was the worst thing that was ever going to happen. Oh. So you could imagine. I wonder what the intervention was then when he broke into the van. That 
Um, she was like, we did what most people, well, I mean, he ha- had a, he got in trouble with the law, yeah, so I'm sure yeah. there was fines and stuff. Yeah. But they like took away privileges mm-hmm. and all that jazz, but I don't know, man. I don't know either. Even all this time later, you still think about it and think, oh, what, yeah. God. What do you think the takeaway from that was? Like, what was, she, you know. She was encouraging people to not stigmatize mental health care. Oh, yeah. Um, which she calls brain health. Oh, good. Because she feels I like, like it's more of a solid thing. Yeah, to talk brain about. health. Because yeah. then it's like, okay, your brain is your brain is broken. Yeah, yeah. When you put it in those, uh, that book, calm, calm, clarity, calm, calm clarity, calm clarity. I think that really helps people when they're yeah. able to see it as not this thing that control. You know, that's like there's like an emotional tie to mental. You know. But yeah. if you just look at it as this is a brain, this is a machine, there are ways that it works. There's just like, like you know, we talk it about needs to change health. the oil. Yeah. You got to make sure it's healthy like this. Like, right. Things can be a little off. So you go in and you just balance the chemicals the same way you would balance insulin or whatever, blood sugar, whatever it is. Right. She was saying like, cause most people in that position might consider taking their own life and the statistics, I had no idea. I'm sure you do, but was 15 to 20% of adolescents have seriously considered mm. taking their own life, mm-hmm. which I was shocked by that night. Oh, within the last year. Mm. That's that's a very short period of time, too. Yeah. Like, not ever. Yeah. So, anyway. Wow. Um, but you think that's what they would go to. His was like the perfect storm of, like, he hated himself, but he was mad at these other people, too. So, then he... He acted out. Mm. Anyway, it was a downer, but I mean, I thought her message was important yeah. about, like we said, about the brain health. And how, when she put it in the terms of, like, the truth was distorted in his brain by a filter of pain. Oh, that's good. That's it's good. That is in line with suicide. Right. And that's what he did. He killed himself. Okay, yeah. And so, you know, I, that's very understandable, relatable. Yeah. And how if you're in tune with your own psyche and know that these thoughts you might be having, like painful mm-hmm. thoughts, they might be your brain lying to you. Yeah. You know? Yes. I've had to tell myself that, like, your brain is playing a trick yes. on you right now. Yes. You know. My mom will always say, your, your thoughts are not your brain. Your thoughts are not you. Yeah. Those are thoughts that pop in there. And then you're, you get to decide which ones you hold on to, which ones you get rid of. That's the decision you make. Yeah. But it's, it's always like, an important message and I know it's like a downer. Yeah. But it still matters. And when people struggle to hold on to really grasp that kind of concept, I say, Well, what if I ask you to spell two? Right. You can say T W O, you can say T O O, and you could say T O. Right. But your your brain gives you all those options. Yeah. But you, your conscience says, I'm gonna spell this one. Right. Which one do I need for right now and which two can I toss out? Well, what Sarah evidently needed this morning was some serious liquid IV. Uh, yeah, we like. <laughs> I listen, saw your Insta story. This has become a a must have in our yeah. morning routine, mm-hmm. and not me leading this. I mean, my husband is like obsessed. Can we buy more of those? Yeah, <laughs> He's like, buy the biggest box so we can get the you know fattest discount. <laughs> Liquid IV is so handy. It comes in these little packets that you can put into your water and it increases the hydration for you. So if you drink a glass of water, it's like the equivalent of drinking two or three glasses Mm -hmm. of water. Mm -hmm. So you get um, totally hydrated faster and it's perfect for like, let's say you're sick 
Or if you're traveling, you can take it on an airplane. Mm-hmm. If you're hungover like Sarah. Yeah. I mean, I was just like <laughs> just little joking. hungover. <laughs> and, and just if you, are, like me, have a kid who doesn't drink enough water and mm-hmm. you want him to to go for it, you can put that in their water and um, they like it because it's flavored. And it contains vitamins like vitamin C and potassium. And they donate one serving to people in need for every one I did place. not know that. Yes, they do. Oh. Which is cool. Good. I love any kind of like uh, water yeah. charity thing. Yeah, we need that. We love Liquid IV. We know you will too. Right now our listeners get 20% off Liquid IV. Oh, I want to say it right. Liquid-IV.com. When you use our code BRAIN at checkout, that's 20% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to Liquid-IV.com and enter our promo code BRAIN to get your savings and start getting better hydration. That's liquid iv Dot com promo code brain don't wait get hydrated today and when you go to the checkout you click on order summary and then you get to enter the code oh getting tips over yeah, here yeah because i entered our code that's <laughs> good yeah you gotta stock up like, come on if i'm gonna order it i want 20 percent off <laughs> do you know the trend of well i'm sure you do you know these videos of like quote unquote dead malls no you know what? where like abandoned malls oh yeah and i mean i'm like, like familiar oh there's one by my house really yeah laguna hills mall what happened it just is like dead and abandoned it's like all the big stores pulled out and all that's left are these weird little rando pop-up stores that are oh, like it's kind of open still yeah for but like half co- it's it's a ghost town in there yeah so what are these videos well it i read an article talking about the how these images um, I think there's a website called like Dead Malls or something mm-hmm. um, that was popularized, and then they started posting videos on YouTube of like tours of these abandoned malls. Weird. It is creepy because there'll be like yeah. random mannequins and contempo casuals. <laughs> yeah. Did Hot you ever topic. shop there? Yeah, dude, that was like my spot. Really? Contempo casuals. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, they probably have some leftover stock at these probably malls do. because they didn't clean them out all the way. So there's like weird, you know, like, and you, especially when they juxtapose it with the image of when the mall was open and then they uh-huh. switch to the image of it now. I just recently saw an ad, a TV ad from like the ni- early 1990s, maybe late 80s for a mall. Yeah. And it was like, come down to the mall. We've got this, that. There's, you know, your favorite ice cream thing that's sweeping the nation, TCBY, yeah. like stuff like that. <laughs> but it like wasn't. It was something even worse than that. And uh, <laughs> and it was just so weird. And it's like, and you know where all the teens will be hanging out this summer, you know? Well, that's the thing like, is oh like if God. you grew up when malls were still the thing. Yeah. If someone said to you, 20 years from now, no one's going to be going to malls and they're going to shut down. I would never down. believed it. Yeah. I'd be like, liar. Because that it wasn't just where you shopped. It was a place to go. Yes. And see and be seen. And you know what? Now that I think about it, there's... So the Irvine Spectrum is a big outdoor kind of center that's sort of like a mall that they're trying to turn into kind of this European promenade thing. Oh, right. But when I go there, all the stores I'm aged out of. Like, they're all stores that are for teenage shoppers. Mm -hmm. And I can see that they're trying to create this atmosphere of, like, this is where the teens hang out. And I'm not having any of it. (laughs) And they put in all the trendy things, like the Dippin' Dots or those... The new thing is the Dragon Breath. 
Oh, um, yeah. Where you like blow and it looks like smoke coming out. It's so freaking weird. But like, you know, those kind of, it's like they're You're trying into it. They're trying to create a new mall. Like, where do the teens go? Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's bizarre to me. And like, even the fact that we want to see them abandoned. They call it abandoned porn. Yeah, we do kind of like that. Yeah, there's something about it that's like weird but satisfying in some way. But it, the article was huh. presenting this as like there's no greater symbol of the capriciousness of American desire mm-hmm. than an abandoned mall. Mm-hmm. Because at one mm. time we were, you know, clamoring to get the yeah. latest at wherever and then now it's just empty and there's hangers and mannequins and mm, i wonder if seeing the death of that those abandoned sites does something to kind of like close that chapter of our life for us and mm-hmm. feels kind of satisfying it's like you know what i don't want to go there anymore because i'm aged out of this but you know now who would want to mm-hmm. like Nobody wants to go there, so it's fine that I don't want to go there. And like maybe I don't know. Yeah, there could be a whole bunch of reasons for why somebody feels satisfied with that. I wouldn't be surprised if, in some way, that it connects to our own mortality and yeah. realizing that everything comes to an end. Yes, or something. Yeah, because it is creepy. It is, and like a lot of kids shows were based on like you know Scooby Doo going to the abandoned uh-huh. amusement well, park. There or was even an Are You Afraid of the Dark. That was an abandoned mall. Right. And he was stuck in a mall and then it turned into a pinball machine. And there was a gigantic <laughs> ball that was like chasing him through this mall. It's very weird. <laughs> You're like looking back. Yeah, like that was kind of weird. But it, I remember it really left a mark. I can, vis- I can picture that whole scene in my head and being very scared of it because it was a, also a place that I really loved and you know, it's kind of like Halloween, how like you yeah. kind of like like a little bit of the creepiness. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I love being at the mall, but now it's a scary place. Do teens not hang out now? They just I was like, going to ask you the exact same question, Suze. I was going to be like, where did you hang other? out when you were a teenager? Definitely the mall. Right. And then I also did like the roller rink, like roller derby, mm-hmm. not roller derby, but like yeah. roller, roller dome rink. was what it was roller called. Roller dome. Roller dome. Are you good on skates? In my head, I am ripping it and i think i actually am wow yeah what can you do backwards for sure oh well, i can then. ice skate backwards so if i can ice skate backwards i can definitely roller skate wow. backwards where did you find this talent though probably rollerblading Just natural yeah oh you rollerblade yeah okay yeah i'm a well, skater when i was or now i would be a skater Mm-hmm. But when I was, I got that as my like maybe when I was like nine or ten for Christmas, I got a pair of rollerblades and I was cutting it up in the streets. And- <laughs> they gave me rollerblades on my first road rolls. Oh, really? My, my road rolls, nice. And um, yeah, like I had never worn them before. Yeah, how are those ankles? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Loose ankles. It yeah. was rough. Um, there's a new ad out by Burger King, and you know how Burger King had done the um. Anti bullying. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like nothing's that. funnier than watching a guy beat up a burger. That was like my favorite when he punched it. I think that they're into this whole like I don't know what you'd call it, social justice or something. Uh-huh. Okay, what are they doing now? Well, now they did one where you could buy their chicken fries, which oh, I've yeah. never had, yeah. but yeah. And if a guy ordered it, it was a one sixty nine, and if a lady ordered it, it was three sixty nine, and they put it in a pink box. 
And the ladies were like, what? Oh, I see. I see. Okay. okay, okay. And they're like. I was like, for real? That seems awful. <laughs> yeah. Why, are we, bad in, why are we in protest? <laughs> and they were like, well, it's in this pink box. And, you know, it's special for you, the pink box. And they were like, I don't want the pink box. I don't want to <laughs> pay great. more for chicken fries just for some box. And they were like, well, do you mind paying $2 more for your razors just because they're in a pink package? Because mm-hmm. that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And they're basically bringing to like. Or the- dry cleaning. That's the one I have the biggest problem with. What? Women's blouse, $6. Men's shirt? No. I'm not even freaking kidding, Suze. Look at dry cleaning costs for women versus men. You would be... I bet I can just Google it right now, and somebody else has wrote a think piece on this. Dry cleaning costs... I can't believe this. And it's true often with haircuts. A women's haircut is usually a lot more than a men's cut, even if it's the same style. Huffington posted an article on it called... Women pay more for dry cleaning because they're women. No. Yeah. Okay, yep. so Burger King is basically saying, why do you pay it at all these other places, yep. but to pay more for chicken fries is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I say, <sighs> you're right, Burger King. Oh my God. In one dry cleaning, at one dry cleaner, the woman was charged $7.50 while a man was charged $2.85. What it the happens, fuck, It happens Sarah? in all of them. Dude. Dude. <laughs> I know. See? This is why she needs to... Oh. This just in. It still sucks to have a vagina. <laughs> right. But sometimes. Sometimes it's awesome. Mostly but not. most of the time they're screwing us. They're, you know what? That's an appropriate word now. Screw, what? Screwing us. <sighs> All right. Well, we can stop saying it. Yeah. This is another reason why you guys know why Sarah will want to watch Nanette, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but for now, I will tell you about my Rothy's. Mm. The pictures say enough. I know, right? They're so cute. They're super cute. Rothy's shoes. Um, basically, here's the scoop. If you like looking good, if you like feeling good. I do. If you like helping the earth. Oh my God, I do. Then you'll love Rothy's. I do. (laughs) Because Rothy's are made out of recycled water bottles. And so you think like, well, they're definitely going to be ugly. Nope. Wrong. The, the biggest one who I had to convince was my husband because I told him that and he's like, oh, there's no way these They're are going to be, be hideous. They arrived. He's like, oh, I love your shoes. I yeah, said, I these are the do. water bottle shoes. He was like, no way. Yep. Yeah. And they then I told so him how they're cute. washable and he's like, they're the best. Yep. And if you're, you want to ditch your heels, but look great at work or out in the town, whatever, they have three styles, the flat, the point, the loafer and all different colors and patterns. I have navy blue, uh, flats and it'll blow your mind that they're made from water bottles because they do not look like garbage they don't they look so cute we love our rothy's we know you will too right now rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners go to rothy's.com slash brain candy to get free shipping no minimum free shipping and free returns exchanges on your shoe trust us you won't return them go to rothy's.com r-o-t-h-y-s.com slash brain candy to get your cute shoes and free shipping no brainer shoes are comfortable stylish, sustainable, and free shipping. Go get yourself a pair today, rothys.com slash brain candy. Get this deal while it lasts. Uh, what's next? Mm. Now that oh, I'm worked up oh. about the pink tax. Um, uh, well, uh, what do I want to talk to you about? Oh, my God. This will just make you more worked up. Maybe what? I skip that. Is it about women? Yeah. What? I know. Damn it, Sarah. There was a four-year investigation done 
and they discovered that the U.S. is the most dangerous developed country to have a child in. Yeah. What do they say? That there are 50,000 women a year who are injured, and half of those could be prevented. And the number one thing that is the problem is blood people not paying attention to blood pressure. No. Mm-hmm. What do you mean people not? Like the, the improper, like they, what is it called? Uh, uh, uh. <sighs> when you lose a lot of blood, I can't remember the name for it, but there's something that happens that's very common in pregnancy that's like, it has to do with blood pressure and like blood loss, like that causes hemorrhage. hemorrhaging. I was yeah. going to say hysterectomy, which is clearly not the right thing, <laughs> that but that's a- the word with an H that <laughs> propped in my brain. I was like, don't say that, Sarah, but hemorrhaging. Hyster- so, just it fell right out. Yeah. So uh, whether it's like they're not, and they're, California, they put into place the laws about like protocol for how blood pressure is taken mm. and then it went way down. The deaths and injury went way, way down. And it's like these these things are not they're not being adapted by everybody else. So we know what can help, but nobody is putting it to use. No, but because it's expensive, or Probably. maybe who knows? Follow but, the dollars. That's yeah, always but where. Can you believe that? I mean, I think that we should have more, like you know, going to a hospital is also. I think the whole process of birth needs like how birth is. Right. Viewed. Yeah. Like when I watched the documentary, The Business of Being Born. Yeah. It's everybody should see that. Yeah. Where you find out that uh, people who are in their very last year of obstetrician, how do I say that word when it's the, I know he's an obstetrician. Obstetric? Obstetrics. Obstetrics. Yep. That, I think. Yeah. I have never, ever witnessed a live birth. Right. Never. Not one natural birth. That's really they stupid. only deal with like uh, uh, when it goes bad. Right. That's the only thing they study because they're in a medical field where you only look at cases that are in need of medical intervention. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing medic- that needs medical intervention when it's just giving birth. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that, that movie's really good if you haven't really seen it. Really good. Everybody should watch that. Oh, I was. We watched it in school. I was reading this. That's good. I know. What do you mean school? Women's studies. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, there was an article or something about how Khloe Kardashian stopped breastfeeding and she was interviewed for it and was like, um, I tried and, yeah. you know, I was yeah. like determined to do it and I did this, this, and this, and it didn't work yeah. out and I feel really bad, but I that had to make that lot. decision. And, you know, that was sort of my reaction, like you're saying, is like, you know. Yeah, I, I've heard that so many yeah, times. I have a lot of friends that, and they're like, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But our friend Melissa from Real World New Orleans, uh-huh. um, on Twitter, she was kind of like, she went on like a bit of a rant about it mm. because she was like, you are the wealthiest uh-huh. person that you have nothing but time yeah. and best doctors in the world. Uh-huh. Why don't you just say you didn't want to do it anymore? Yeah. And I was so shocked because nobody ever says that anymore. Like mm-hmm. usually people are know that you're supposed to like everybody just make their own choices yeah. and yeah. whatever. So I it really made me think because mm-hmm. I was like do we just say that? Like where we're like cuz I breastfed, yeah. but when the going got tough, I stopped yeah. and then I switched to formula. But I will just tell you that. Yes. 
But I can't was she, say... Was Khloe Kardashian not saying, just saying that? She was saying that she couldn't produce enough and that even after trying everything that she could, yeah. it just wasn't working. But that it happens to women. Where they... People, they give it, like, no matter what... And I, also, the anxiety around trying to breastfeed... She said that. ...creates... An inability to breastfeed. That's what she said. She was like, I was stressed. I have a personal friend that this happened to. And the woman wanted more than anything to breastfeed that baby. Right. And it was so painful for her to go through that experience. And it was more dangerous for the child and for their connection, for them to be in this moment of anxiety of struggling to breastfeed than it was for them to have moments of connection when she was able to bottle feed. Well, that's why I was surprised. I, yeah. I almost wanted to ask Melissa to come on and talk about it because that was such an unusual reaction, but she was so adamant. She was like, that is not true. You know, if you have access to the best medical professionals and you have nothing but time, mm-hmm. there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to. And I think you, your brain and mental, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I yeah. Right. Because I always felt like it was sort of like, hey, whatever works, mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I am one of those people where I'm like almost too far in the direction of do whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. I, well, I think that's fine. Right. But those that's how you get the mommy wars, And it's though. like the se- this is the thing. is like it's what are – yes, you're exactly right. Moms go to war over this. But what is the sacrifice like – what – because not by by not breastfeeding, I mean like or by trying to breastfeed, you're doing more harm than you know, for some people it could be worse, you know, because that stress those that cortisol, all those bad stress hormones, like that goes into the breast milk too. Mm-hmm. So re- why would you want you know, it just seems like if you're under that extreme stress, it's just not, you know, I think back to when the brief moment that I was pregnant and I worried so much about the chemicals that were going into my body and like, I didn't want to wear nail polish. I didn't want to dye my hair. I was freaked out about every single thing that I put on my body. When the stress of freaking out about everything that I put on my body was probably more damaging to my body than those actual products were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't know this to be a fact, mm-hmm. but I just feel it. Mm-hmm. I felt like the stress of worrying was far more damaging to me than actually adhering to all those things that are like, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, let me just have some fucking soft cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Bring some stilton over here. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's at my position, but I just... I appreciate anything that makes me think, hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I like entertaining thoughts mm-hmm. where I entertain it and I think, hmm, is there any truth to that or can I relate to that? Mm-hmm. And then I do or don't, whatever. But yeah. I think that was interesting and made me realize why there is mommy wars because yeah. p- people have really strong opinions. Mm-hmm. They sure do. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, okay. We have talked about this privately, oh. but we have got... I know what you're going to say. 
to it, talk. Big dick energy? Yeah. I knew you were going to say this, Suze. I was, I was even practicing how I was going to bring this up and when I was like washing my hair in the shower the other day. I was like, so are we going to talk about big dick energy or what? We must. We have to. Yeah. Because now it's how I see every person on this planet. I'm like, oh, that's because they have big dick energy. Or, oh, they, have, they think they have big dick energy, but they don't. Well, that's little dick energy. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So yes. there was an article and it was <laughs> describing, well, it was kind of uh, born out of that picture of Ariana Grande with Pete Davidson, yeah. where she's like sucking on that lollipop, looking at him like he is something. And he is, I mean, what would you call him? Like, he's just mean? a guy. Like, yeah. You wouldn't look at him and think like he's an SNL stuff. comedy writer. Yeah, he's that guy. And so when you see someone look at him like that, you think, oh, he must have some big dick energy. Oh yeah. And the article described that BDE is quiet confidence and ease with oneself that comes from knowing you have an enormous penis and you know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's not cockiness. It's not a power trip. It's the opposite. A healthy, satisfied, low-key way you feel about yourself. Some may call this, oh, he or she fucks vibe, Mm -hmm. but that is different. You could fuck but not have BDE. Mm -hmm. Some may call this well-adjusted, but we know the truth. (laughs) And then it goes on to qualify some of the things saying like you don't actually have to have a big dick. You don't. You just have to have the energy. Right. And oh my god, I'm thinking back to that Frenchman I met, the smallest the penis poly- I've ever seen. Oh, Frenchy? Yeah. Yeah, he had BDE. But big dick energy. Says, how do you oh, know if you or it. someone else has big dick energy? Yes. Well, there's a certain gait, sort of like you've got a massive dick swinging around, but also a twinkle in the eye. Like if you look right at that twinkle, you can see a dick swinging in the eye. (laughs) It's that thing that makes people bogglingly attractive to others like Pete Davidson. Mm -hmm. It also is reflected in the way others look at you. Jeff Goldblum. Like when you see your own big dick swinging in their eye. Ah, Yeah, Jeff Goldblum for sure. He's definitely got big dick energy. But then it's so So great because the article... Oh, and then it says, what is the opposite of big dick energy? That's either little dick energy or mediocre dick energy. Rather than confident, that person is cocky, petty, and loud. Oh, yeah. It says, I diagnosed Trump with LDE, but I don't even want to think about it. Um, But then there's a list of celebrities that they say do or don't have BDE. Yes, please. Here's a sample. Kate Blanchett. Huge. Huge. Swinging. Says BDE for days. (laughs) Justin Bieber. BDE. Oh, he does have BDE. Justin Timberlake? Nope. You disagree with that one? (sighs) That one's... But see, what I agree with is that he thinks he has BDE and wants to have it and surrounds himself with people who do have it. I think he has mediocre DE. He's got BDE by association. Well, the funny one for for me says Idris Elba, biggest dick energy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. That confidence coming out of that guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who's the one I guessed? Tilda, S- Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Is that her name? Yep. I always get her name mixed up. But Yeah, it said that. Martha Stewart. Oh, yeah. BDE. Backstreet Boys, no. NSYNC, yes. Mm-hmm. O-Town, yes. Definitely. <laughs> they called a song Liquid Dreams. Come on. Right. Huge. Who are you kidding? 
Mad Kanye West? Nope. 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 He has uh, LDE. Pharrell? Yes. Childish Gambino? Huge. Yes. Oh, dude. And we're all attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Da- da- uh, Donald Glover? Yeah. Dude. What dude. What you said Danny? I almost did. <laughs> Rihanna? Huge. Huge. Oh, my gosh. And mm. so BDE is a helpful way. BDE. A big dick in Fenty underwear. It's yes. such a helpful tool. As yep. Sarah said, it's a lens through which she now sees the world. Yes. And I, when I'm ha- having an interaction with somebody, um, then I recognized the locations in which I have big dick energy, but it's not everywhere. Mm. She has um, situational yes, big dick energy. Correct. <laughs> I have big dick energy at school mm-hmm. and in the therapy room, but I think I have mediocre and a big mediocre dick energy when I'm like around somebody who's more socially dominant than me. Mm. You land in my dick shrinks. So maybe it's not, <laughs> maybe it's not big to begin with. It's just mediocre all the time. Oh, I don't think so. But it's only, it's situational. Yeah. I've definitely seen the situations where you, your big dick starts swinging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the whole world has seen that <laughs> on television. Oh, this is true. Yeah. Oh, you're if you in hit me element. with a puzzle challenge. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like all of a sudden that big dick has an erection. <laughs> yeah. You're a grower, Linda's not gonna a shower. Linda's going to hate this. I am totally a grower, not a shower. This is so true. Right. Man, mm-hmm. this is genius. Yeah. I want to thank the person that wrote that because mm. it it was like, yes, Exactly. Because my husband has BDE. Oh, my God, yeah. But I never would have thought of that because he is quiet. Quiet confidence. Yeah, but he knows he has a, a, mm-hmm. a BD. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that Trump thing, I was like, of course. Mm-hmm. That's what that is, LDE. Mm-hmm. Where you're like overcompensating yeah, yeah. for something. Uh-huh. We all know guys and gals like that. Yes, we do. Like, and okay. it's not a male, th- male th- like just yeah. an, it's a male-female thing. It's everybody thing. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad we finally discussed it. Me too. It's that unmistakable is too. so good. Like, I guess there are some people that are gray area where yeah. like, like you said, Justin Timberlake, it's like, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Let's go through people on the challenge. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, you know who my first thought comes into my head when I think BDE? Devin. Oh, my God. Yes, good one. Mm-hmm. He probably does have a big one because that guy is walking around with that confidence. Like, he does not give a crap. You know who has LDE? Who? Wes. <gasps> like, I think. Yeah. Just in my opinion. I'm not saying but he you know has what? an LDE. I think he has, uh, he has what I have. It's situational. Oh. Because I think off the challenge, he probably doesn't have that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, I would say CT has BDE. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I know you say he stinks, but... No, no, but he's got BDE because he doesn't give a fuck, even if you thought he, he did. Not. Whereas if somebody confident. with LDE, if you said, hey, you smell like shit, they would worry about that all the time. CT's <laughs> like, whatevs, I'm still getting laid. Right. So I would say Derek has BDE. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you know oh who my else? God. Uh, uh, There's so many. I know. Um, Darrell. Kahuta. 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 Oh, please. You're He's so right, right up there with Rihanna. You're right. <laughs> You're right about both of them, Darrell and Kahuta. Good, good call. I'm thinking also about their handwriting, and it's everyone who had small handwriting. 
mm. which shows that you're more humble. The ones who had the biggest ones, mm. ooh, who? like the ones who wrote. What were you the, thinking the biggest, just then? Well, no, I mean, I don't have know. To say it. I was thinking Evan had the biggest handwriting. Right. Just take that for what yeah, it's worth. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> God, it's so fun. That's why this game is fun because there is no right oh, answer, really. Moral, big dick energy. Big. Oh, my God. Like, so big that I'm scared of it. <laughs> it's like the Alton of BDE. Yeah, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Although, it's not just cocky or self-assured. No. There is a twinkle in the eye. Yeah. Which... I don't see as much with her. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hmm. I'm going to think about her a bit more. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You're right, because it's got to have Maybe that. she has LDE and we are missed, yeah. we've misdiagnosed we, we it. We have. Because <laughs> just diagnosed Somebody at the karaoke night was talking about how we... She was pitching the show to one of her friends, like, you have to listen. This is what they're like. And then... In the description, it was like, and they psychoanalyze everyone. <laughs> I was like, that's so sad because we totally do. Yeah. At least you're qualified to do it. I'm just well, judgy. I'm like, oh, not on my way to being qualified. I'm like, just amateur until well, I get that. I think you that know. you should introduce this into the curriculum of the Chapman University <laughs> yeah. psychology department. I give them that, that assessment. Be like, here's the big dick inventory. <laughs> What do you think they would say? Like if BDEI, you did it- which is so funny because the best is that what we use for anxiety and depression are called the Beck Anxiety Inventory. So the BAI and oh. then the Beck Depression Inventory, the BDI. So this would be the BDEI. Yes. This it is already perfect. just fits. What would happen if you walked in to your department dead serious, like not even joking, and we're like, this is going to sound crazy, you guys, mm-hmm. but <laughs> hear me out. Yeah. And then you told them about BDE yeah. and gave examples, which they would all be like, oh, okay, I get yeah. it. And now that I think, oh, uh, yeah, okay, so, totally. And you were like, what, how, what's the protocol for adding this to the official mm-hmm. whatever it is mm-hmm. that you people use? It, uh, mm-hmm. The DSM, yeah. Diagnostic Statistical yeah. Manual of Mental Disorders, we would well, have to have... it wouldn't have, be a disorder, though. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's more like a person. It's not a disorder. It's a condition. Condition. You know, but almost like I would categorize it as like, what do you call confidence? What is that? Right. Is it it's a virtue a, or a, it's a personality trait? Yeah, personality trait. So really, it would be like those? a personality inventory. Like what personalities? Do you have that kind of book? I'm thinking what it would be. There's like different models. There's one that has like there are six universal personality traits. I'm trying to remember. I think the initials are Ocean. Hmm. Yeah. Like. Well, maybe if they, they could to, call it Boshin. Yeah, when Big and, Dick is part of it. Like, <laughs> what size? Yeah. There's got to be, well, the first thing we have to do is standardize a, an invent, like an actual assessment for it. this. We have to come up with a standardized assessment for yeah. what this is. A, a lot of, like, um, agree, disagree, strongly agree, strongly disagree, you know, where there's, like, a scale of, like, when I enter the room, I feel like I want to, you know, look for food to, you know, whatever, find the nearest exit, confront the person who's throwing the party, whatever it is. Yeah. And, like, agree, disagree. I really like where we're headed. Basically, what would Edris Elba do? (laughs) Manual. Right. Because... Certain people are like a prototype. Totally. Of the and then we just can like go backwards from there. Or we can like look at the one with the littlest dick energy and then create it from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I think Trump is a great example. Yeah. Because it's an overcompensation. It's yeah. the mo- Napoleonic thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who other who else is out, out there with that little dick energy. Well, I mean, obviously I think, Johnny Bananas. Well, okay, this is a question of what category would they fit in? Yeah. Charlie Sheen. Oh, a little dick. That's what I thought. Yeah. That was going to be my example, but then I'm like, wait, is that big dick or little no, dick? I think it's little dick. Yeah. Because it's like a compensation for something. Like he's something's sad. Wrong. Something's wrong okay. on the inside. Like if you strip everything back, you know, there's some. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he could be an example of LDE. Yeah, and I think the ones with LDE who are like him, where it's like questionable, like like. Pete Davidson is like really open about his struggles with mental health. And mm. he's like, yeah, this is what I have. It's yeah. like no big deal. Charlie Sheen is not and is trying to pretend like he doesn't have that yeah, through yeah. acting out in all these ways that yeah. look like BDE, but they're really not. They're LDE. Uh-huh. Okay. Totally. We're making a lot of progress on the inventory. Yes. I'm thinking eventually we'll be able to submit this to your... <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what I want. Um, let me see if I have anything before we go. There was a, just quickly, there was this video that I should put in the newsletter of, did you see it? The waitress that body slammed that dude. No. He like grabbed her ass, you know, just get out. Yeah. It's the Good best for thing her. I've ever seen. I can't wait to see that. She's got BDE. Huge. I love it. They, it's the surve- uh, surveillance footage and she's like just doing her stuff in the, where they put the orders in. Yeah. And oh, he walks dickhead. by, pinches her ass and just keeps on walking. And she... Beelines slams him like freaking Hulk Hogan. Yes, and it was like I went to church. I love that. I know. I want. What to see if that. we all did that? That's amazing. And she's not a big lady, right. and he was a big right. guy, so right. we could do this because he was yes, not suspecting can. it. Right. Uh, I have a friend who went to uh, was uh, in Junior Olympics for karate, <laughs> and there was a girl at oh her God. dojo who was attacked. While getting into her car in a parking lot, this mm-hmm. guy had seven other counts of like a, attacking women or whatever. He had to go to the emergency room before they could arrest him and no, take him to jail because this. she had he had kidney damage. He, she had beat him up so bad and was like, "You fucked with." Her. And she's so tiny, and this is like a high school student, and she beat the living shit out of him. Yes. yes. That was the perfect time to use that. <laughs> Girls getting after it. I love it. Mm-hmm. We'll take that as like our inspiration for the day. Yes. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.